welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey friends, it's Veronica here. And I'm back with the Essential Astrocast. It's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., so some of you might be uh, spending it with some close family. Most of us are trying to keep our celebrations very small, optimally to just our household because of the pandemic. And the astrology this week definitely supports what the CDC is saying, what all of the officials are saying, what all the scientists and Dr. Fauci is saying, which is that we are going to have a lot of spread. You don't need astrology to tell you that, but one of the things that has indicated when we've had these spikes has been when one planet comes through the sign of Aries and squares the Capricorn cluster which some astrologers are calling the COVID cluster or the COVID planets, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, all in the sign of Capricorn. And so those guys are starting to separate. And as they separate, this pandemic will start to get resolved. In some respects, we're already seeing that. We know that we are now in the home stretch. We know that we have vaccines on the horizon. There was another vaccine announced today. We're in the home stretch. So really hunker down, do what you can to make sure that you are not connecting with too many people, especially not maskless. And that's my PSA for the day. You're hearing it everywhere, so I don't want to say much more, but I'll say that the moon is going to be in Aries this week. And that means the moon's going to meet up with Mars. And that also means that the moon's going to square those Capricorn COVID cluster planets. And whenever we've seen Mars, Venus, Mercury, the sun come and move through Aries and square those guys, that's when we've seen big spikes or big things take off with this pandemic. So just be mindful because the moon is coming through there and we are going to have resurgence of that stuff that we've learned every time one of those planets has come through this year. So astrology is really the study of these patterns and these cycles. So that's what we're doing. And we're paying attention to when we see the spikes and we're paying attention to what's going on astrologically. And just like we're listening to the medical experts to know what to do, we're also looking at the stars to see what's coming next. You know, it's like the weather report for the week. If the weather man says it's going to rain, you bring an umbrella. So the moon is going to be in Aries. So get your really good mask, get your N95 and maybe your face shield and just really hunker down. And that's what it is. All right. We are in the transition, just like Joe Biden. We are in the transition now. We have a big shift in energy this week. So compared to a lot of the weeks that we've had this year, and God, we've had some weeks, this week is actually not that wild, not that crazy. And I'm kind of excited to talk about it because I think there's a lot of good stuff and there hasn't been a lot of good stuff. It's been a lot of challenging, tough stuff. And 
We have some more challenging stuff, tough stuff. Mars is going to go square the what we call the COVID cluster or the Capricorn cluster once again, but actually he's only going to square Pluto because Pluto is going to stay in Capricorn while Saturn and Jupiter head into the sign of Aquarius. And so Mars isn't going to square those guys until they're already in Aquarius. And that's going to be late December. That's good news. The toughest stuff is really behind us. And we are in a moment of transitioning into what is the next chapter? What is up next for you? This is a wonderful week to do some vision casting. This is a wonderful week to focus on what your dreams are for 2021 and beyond because we're going to get a fresh start really soon. The great conjunction is coming. That is every 20 years, Jupiter and Saturn meet up. This is the first time that they are meeting up in Aquarius in hundreds upon hundreds of years. It is a really, really big deal. And it is a really exciting time. They're going to meet up on December 21st, which is the winter solstice, which is the day that the sun moves into Capricorn. So with that fresh start coming, it's almost like New Year's Eve comes a little early this year at the winter solstice. And many of us maybe do focus on the solstice more than we focus on New Year's Eve because New Year's Eve is really arbitrary as far as astrology goes. We are going to really feel like we're crossing the threshold into the future. Aquarius rules the future. Aquarius rules innovation. Aquarius rules scientific advancement. Aquarius rules the global community in the sense of humanitarian works. It's an interesting time to be alive. It's an interesting time to see how this rolls out. This is a great week to check in with your dreams, to check in with what your goals were at the beginning of this year, and do you want to carry them forward into next year? And I always talk about this, and I talked about it last week, but you always want to reflect before you go forward before you cast the vision for where you're going, because you have to know where you're coming from. So great time to do that. There is a lot of releasing energy because we're moving on from this Capricorn story. It's not happening just yet. We're really wrapping it up. As Saturn and Jupiter head toward Aquarius, and they wrap up this story that has been a huge, the most transformational astrology of the year has been Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter hanging out together in the sign of Capricorn. And that has created a lot of heaviness for us energetically, but it's also been how we have transformed the foundation that supports us. So many of us have shifted our relationships, our careers, we've shifted where we live, we've taken risks, we've made sacrifices, we've learned about our values, we've learned more about our own resiliency. So what have you learned from that? We talked about that last week, but that's going to be something that you're still going to be working with and unpacking for many weeks and probably many months because it's been a year. It's been a really big year. So we're in the transition again, just like Joe Biden, we're in the transition and it's a good place to be. We have this 
um, unbelievable opportunity to feel the seed of potential is in our hands. And I don't want you to get so bogged down in the pity party of 2020 that you forget that you are holding the seed of potential in your hand right now. So looking ahead, which we're going to do a little bit of today because it is a time of looking ahead. We are in eclipse season or we're in it already, but we're heading toward the first eclipse and the first eclipse will be November 30th. So we have two eclipses for this eclipse season, which comes every six months. The first one's going to be November 30th, and it's a par- it's a partial eclipse in the sign of Gemini. It's a full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini. And you may remember me talking about the eclipses six months ago, six months before that, And we were in a long time cycle of Capricorn cancer eclipses. And so this Capricorn cancer story has been something that has been going on for two plus years. And then, you know, it rewraps up the story as far as the eclipses go, but we still had these three big planets there. So anything that has to do with the patriarchy, paternal energy in your life, your work in the world, your family, as it, in terms of your father-mother dynamic, a lot of those issues that maybe came up when we had the Capricorn Cancer eclipses, those things, yeah, they were wrapped up six months ago when we had the eclipses, but because we still had so much energy in Capricorn, You might be really feeling like you're wrapping them up now, even though this eclipse story started back in May. So you might remember Memorial Day, we had an eclipse and it's it started the story that we're now in with these eclipses and we'll be in for the next, you know, two years or so. So with that said, I hope I didn't confuse you too much with that, but all that is to say is that we're always layering these patterns and these cycles. And so while we're unpacking one cycle, we're starting another. And while we're in the middle of one cycle, we have one ending. And then we're in the middle of another cycle and we've one starting. So there's things don't always happen black and white, you know, just because things end doesn't mean things begin right after there's some overlap, right? There's some gray area. So right now we're in the transition. We're in the gray area. We're awaiting this first eclipse. So what's an eclipse? An eclipse is it occurs when the sun is within 15 degrees of the nodes of fate and the nodes of fate belong to the moon and their points in the sky And the North Node dictates our dharma. It's what we're meant to do in the world. It's where we're meant to grow. The South Node, it dictates our karma. It's what we've already done, what we've already mastered, and also what might be our crutch, the thing we lean into when things aren't going well, or the easy thing that we lean on, but maybe doesn't help us grow and evolve. So this eclipse season... We will have on November 30th, a partial lunar eclipse, which means it's a full moon uh, in Gemini. And then on December 14th, we will have a total eclipse that we will not see here in the U.S., but other parts of the world will be able to see a total eclipse. 
On December 14th, we'll have that total eclipse um, in the sign of Sagittarius. That'll be a new moon, so it's a solar eclipse. This period between November 30th and December 14th is going to be a wonderful period for you to declutter and prepare for the fresh start that we're going to be gifted on December 21st when the great conjunction occurs, which is Jupiter and Saturn meeting up in Aquarius. And that is a big deal. And I'm really excited to see what happens with it. And we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. How does that impact world events? Well, what's really interesting, and this is where the um, astrology and politics intersect, what I like to call astropolitics. So the first eclipse is in Gemini. You can expect a lot of confusing messages. You want to be really careful with your words. You want to make sure that what you say is being received the way you want it to be received. And in fact, it often won't be. So you just almost like a Mercury retrograde kind of feel. You want to just be really careful with your messages around that lunar eclipse in Gemini, November 30th. So that's coming pretty soon. That's right after Thanksgiving. So you might be with your family and things are going to be stressed this year for obvious reasons. You want to really focus with this lunar eclipse in Gemini on listening and listen to the messages and what is being revealed to you because eclipses always reveal what's in the shadows and whatever messages you receive, whatever is really coming up around an eclipse, you are going to see that story unfold over the next six months because eclipses are these portals, these vortexes of energy that open and show us something and give us a little homework to work on for the next six months. So pay attention to what homework you receive from the cosmos on that lunar eclipse in Gemini on November 30th. Now back to the astropolitics side of it. December 14th is where we see some real intersections with the politics. Now both of these eclipses are potent for you know who because he's a Gemini. His son is in Gemini, so he's going to be feeling that lunar eclipse in Gemini. But more potent is going to be that total lunar uh, that total solar that total solar eclipse in Sagittarius because you know whose south node is conjunct his moon in the sign of Sagittarius in his fourth house of home. South node is what we, what the past, it's what we're letting go of. And he has that moon conjunct South node thing in Sagittarius in his fourth house. So often when people say like, what's wrong with him? What's with his chart? That moon conjunct the South node can make someone insatiable. And so that is a big piece of the personality, right? But you know, we're in the transition now. We're looking at the future. It's a post you know who world that we're looking toward. So I'm not going to spend too much time. We've talked about his chart many times this year. So I'm not going to spend too much time with that. If you want to learn more about his chart, I did do some stuff on his chart on Instagram and also on a previous podcast, which you can check out. But I bring this up because the Eclipse on December 14th is going to impact his moon and his south node. And 
that south node, it's letting go. It's what's in the past. And it's in his fourth house of home. So he's going to be moving. He's letting go of his home. Furthermore, he was born under an eclipse. So anytime there's an eclipse, it really does have an impact on him. But even more so when it is on his nodes, completely activating the eclipse that he was born under. He was born under a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. So this is really prominent for him and will initiate a huge letting go for him personally and on the world stage because his son is in the 10th house. So with that said, this is pretty big for him and I... I'm not surprised that it's happening the way it's happening because December 14th is the day that the electors vote. So that is the day that things are going to be made official. So that is pretty interesting. Astrology never lies. It's pretty amazing. We are, as a country, going to rid ourselves of something that we want to rid ourselves of, or at least, you know, 80 million of us do. And... It begs the question of what are you going to rid yourself of because eclipses do bring up the shadow and the stuff that you're not looking at. The more cleanup you can do between November 30th and December 14th, the easier the eclipses will kind of be because if you can clean up whatever is mucking up your mind and your energy and maybe even your physical space, it'll just make it easier for you to see what you need to see and learn what you need to learn and move forward, right? Now, we often get surprised in eclipse season, so it's sort of a time that you just have to go with the flow. And the best thing you can do is clear your space, clear your mind, clear your energy, so you can receive whatever it is the cosmos wants you to receive, whatever messages the cosmos has for you. So that's the eclipse season rundown. I wanted to make sure I gave you a lot of information about it this week because the first one is November 30th. And by the time I do the podcast next week, we're going to be deep in it. So I wanted to give you a primer now. The other thing is that, again, this week is a shift in energy. This week is being in transition So one of the other big shifts in energy that we're experiencing is the sun is now in Sagittarius and Venus is now in Scorpio with Mercury. So we've got two planets that are two personal planets still in Scorpio. So even though Scorpio season is over, meaning the sun has moved on to Sagittarius, we still have our eye on all the things that the sun in Scorpio brought up. So that might have to do with your finances, that might have to do with your relationship, that might have to do with some emotional patterns or trauma that you're unpacking. And those things will, those stories will continue for the next few weeks. But Mercury is going pretty fast. He's going to be into Sagittarius by next week and, um, or in next week. The good thing about Venus being in Scorpio, even though it's not her favorite sign to hang out in is that she's no longer squaring our friends in Capricorn, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. So when she was at the last degrees of Libra last week, we had all those squares. She was squaring 
all three of those signs and it was really challenging. A lot of people told me last week was really hard for them. A lot of people told me that they were having a lot of arguments. There was a lot of tension, people just feeling really exhausted. I think that we all are really exhausted right now. I think that we've underestimated what an emotional and traumatic toll this whole year has taken on us each individually, regardless of how it's all playing out in our personal lives. Our bodies are taking in the energy of the grief and the trauma and the despair and the sadness that is going on in the world right now. And we can't underestimate how profound that is. And we aren't really having an opportunity to unpack it because we're still in it. A lot of people are feeling exhausted. A lot of people are feeling spent. And I think that is a common story that's coming up right now. I do think that Venus squaring those planets last week made it even a little bit harder. Even our our relationships were a little bit more stressed. But now she's in Scorpio and she's going to be having a helpful conversation with those guys in Capricorn. And the sun is in Sagittarius and that brings optimism. And now that optimism is back in fashion, we can all have a little bit, a little more joy, a little more celebration, a little bit of an opportunity to get excited about the future and focus a little less on being in the muck. There is a sense of a new day is coming and we get to celebrate that. And please don't put off celebrating it because we've all been through so much and small celebrations right now are so powerful. Even if that means just putting on some fun music and dancing alone in your apartment or opening up a bottle of wine that you've been saving because it was really expensive. Small celebrations are really, really, really helpful right now with everything going on. Okay. So it is Sagittarius season now. The sun is in Sagittarius. So I wanted to share with you some Sagittarian keywords. Sagittarius is about travel, adventure, wisdom, expansion, It's ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter expands everything he touches. So Sagittarius has that same energy to it. Sagittarius can be blunt honesty. It also rules foreign language and foreign cultures. Study, metaphysical studies, philosophy, inspiration, big grand vision, risk-taking, and truth-seeking. Along with Sagittarius season, we have a lot of Neptune this week. So Neptune is stationing direct on Saturday, but the start of the week, the moon is conjunct Neptune and Pisces. So this is an interesting week to pay attention to your dreams and to pay attention to the memories that are coming up and to pay attention to your subconscious And also pay attention to things that are ending because Neptune rules Pisces and Pisces rules endings. And we know that we are in a transition, so there's going to be some endings. And so really take the time to honor those. 
you want to trust the process when we have a lot of Neptune going on. Things can feel hazy and foggy. So the best thing you can do is sit back, trust the process, trust the work you've already done to lay the groundwork. And if you need to take a rest this week, it's okay. Know that you can get back to work next week. Yeah, and you might not have all the information. Again, the eclipses are coming. They're here. They're next week. So there's going to be more to learn. So don't worry if you can't see the whole staircase. If you can only see the first step, that's okay. That is okay. Neptune sometimes works like that. We just can't see the whole staircase and we have to trust and take the first step. There's a famous Martin Luther King quote, but I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's that concept. You can feel free to Google it. So let's just take a moment to review the week because I know I threw a lot at you today. The big transits this week, Mercury is trying Neptune on Monday. I mentioned so much Neptune happening. That can make you feel spacey. It can make you feel tired. Whenever we're working with Neptune, we can also feel really sensitive and really sentimental. The moon is also conjunct Neptune on Monday in the sign of Pisces. So it's just a Neptunian vibe at the beginning of the week. Anything you can do to take a bath or get to the pool or get to the river, take a walk on the water, anything you can do with water when we have a lot of Neptune is helpful. It's really healing. We don't have a ton of transits this week, which is abnormal these days. We have so much astrology. Each week feels like a month these days. So this week, the middle of the week is actually pretty chill, except for the fact that this moon is in Aries. And the moon in Aries means that we're going to have the moon square all of those Capricorn planets on Thanksgiving. So Tuesday, Thursday are okay. But then Thanksgiving, we have the moon square, Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, and that's not the best, you know, so it just be mindful about, you know, how you approach conversations on Thanksgiving. You might want to argue a little bit more than normal because when Aries squares Capricorn, it's like, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm in charge. No, I want to be in charge. That's the energy. The moon does move into Taurus late on Thanksgiving night. So it's going to be at 1043 PM Eastern. And then on Friday, the moon's in Taurus all day. And we have Mercury sextiling Pluto and we have Mercury's in Scorpio and Pluto's in Capricorn. So that means that we're going to be very focused. So if on Black Friday, there are some deals that you want to get. You're going to be able to do it because Mercury is going to be very focused with some help from Pluto. Venus is also going to be opposing Uranus on Friday. So that means you want to be careful with spending money. You want to be careful, especially with any risk taking around money. So not a great day to be making investments in the stock market not a great day to say, Hey, I just had an idea. I'm going to invest in this business. You don't want to do that when Venus, which rules money is in an aspect with Uranus, which is, I like to say an equal opportunity surpriser. He surprises us with good news and he surprises us with bad news. So you just want to be careful. 
the other thing that might come up is like some unexpected stuff might come up in your relationship. And that's not surprising because that happens around holidays, but there might be some energy in your relationship that you just want to change something. Maybe something is stale and you want to mix it up. It is a day that that conversation might happen. On Saturday, Neptune stations direct We might be feeling spacey and foggy, and that's something we're really going to be feeling all week. Pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to what's coming up from your subconscious. Maybe when you're sitting in meditation, interesting memories are coming up, pay attention. Mercury is also sextiling Jupiter. So Mercury in Scorpio is sextiling Jupiter and Capricorn. Again, great for focus, planning for the future. This is good stuff. You know, Mercury and Venus being in Scorpio, they're having helpful conversations with the planets in Capricorn. So that's good. This is all really good stuff to help you plan for the future, to help you vision cast, to help you start to see the first couple of stairs on that staircase, if you will, or plan for those stairs, maybe. Maybe you can't see the stairs, but you can plan for them. And then on... Um, Sunday, the 29th, we have the moon going into Gemini at 11, 16 AM Eastern. And then that gears us up for the full moon lunar eclipse on Monday, the 30th. And that is going to be a lunar eclipse in the sign of Gemini. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you really want to make sure you pay attention to the messages that come up around this lunar eclipse. It will be helpful to talk less and listen more because when you speak, you might not be heard the way you want to be heard. You also have Mercury sextiling Saturn here, which is... A stabilizing energy, especially when it comes to our minds and our communication. But yeah, with eclipses, you just never know. So hopefully we'll be feeling focused and we'll be able to pay attention to what messages are coming in because of the help from Saturn. But you still want to make sure that whatever you say, you take a deep breath and think clearly about it before you say it around the eclipse. So that's it. That's your week. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate. And if you don't, that's fine. Open up that bottle of wine that you've been saving or make yourself a yummy mocktail and celebrate the fact that we are holding the seed of potential in our hands at this very moment. And we have so much to look forward to. All right. Um, sending you so much love, sending you so much health, sending you safety and take care of yourself and make wise choices. The sun in Sagittarius is a time of wisdom. So let's tap into the, that wisdom and make good choices for one another. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.